Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, January 26th, five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Nikki Haley's campaign, she lashed out yesterday at the Republican National Committee declaring that uh, Donald Trump is not the presumptive nominee and he should not be declared as such. And of course, she said that she is going to press on and she is headed towards South Carolina. She's actually there already. Donald Trump came out today and said he greatly appreciates the Republican National Committee wanting to make him the nominee, but he he wants to do it the old-fashioned way and finish the process at the ballot box. So gracious of him, Casey. The fact that he's up 50 (laughs) points in the next state, Mm -hmm. that he's willing to subject himself to having to go through a state where the polls show him leading by 50 points. Okay, so the Republican Republican National Chairwoman Rona Rana McDaniel, she said that she believes Haley should drop out of the race so Republicans can focus on November's general election against Joe Biden. Looking at the math and the path going forward, and I don't see it for Nikki Haley. I think she's run a great campaign, but I do think there is a message that's coming out from the voters, which is very clear. We need to unite around our eventual nominee, which is gonna be Donald Trump, and we need to make sure we beat Joe Biden. It is 10 months away till the November election, and we can't wait any longer to put our foot on the gas, to beat the worst president, to beat a president that's kept our borders open, allowed fentanyl to pour through, allowed inflation to to go rampant. He is hurting the American people, and we need to do everything we can to unite so that we can defeat him. So it doesn't seem like I'm alone in my thinking because Megyn Kelly has come out and she has said that she thinks Michelle Obama is gonna launch a 24 run. Well, and it is fascinating how now you're starting to see the drumbeat of this still predominantly from people on the right side in the media, but it's starting to become a more and more prevalent thing. But Casey, how mm-hmm. how could it not? Because look at the audio we played earlier in the in the show, mm-hmm. where again- Joe Biden sounded like he was drunk. He can't form sentences. Mm-hmm. He can't say coherent thoughts. There's no way they can let him be the nominee. There's no way that they can allow, because he will lose to Trump. Joe Biden is the one guy who could, same way with Hillary. Hillary was the one person who could lose to Donald Trump, and she did. Joe Biden is the one guy who can lose to Donald Trump. And he, if all the jelly beans are counted properly, will lose to Donald Trump. If they put somebody else in there, and this is what the Republicans, and when Casey and I have been talking about the issues with Trump, We've been talking about the issues with Trump related to what if Joe Biden is not the nominee. And you better be prepared for that. And right now, the Republicans don't have a big answer. And if you think people are going to see, oh, the fix is in, and they're going to vote for Trump at a protest based on the Democrats having the fix in, you're dreaming. You should not be banking on that as a way to get across the finish line if they switch him out say, whatever that is, August or July or whenever that convention date is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Megyn Kelly is citing the fact that Michelle Obama appeared on a podcast, yet she had nothing to promote. And that's her reasoning behind the Michelle Obama name. Well, look, I, you know, I mean, 
I don't think it's going to be abundantly obvious uh, or abundantly clear. I mean, it is if you're paying attention, but I I don't think there's going to be some big buildup to this. I think there's just going to come. It's either going to be an event or some gradual thing about his health. And, uh, you know, again, I, I could be totally wrong, Casey, and you could be totally wrong, but I just cannot fathom that they are going to allow that that mumbles McGee <laughs> to be the face of the party and roll into 2024. Okay, so just yesterday, 25 governors, including Eric Holcomb, released a joint statement supporting Texas and the actions that they're taking on the southern border. Uh, Mitt Romney, he was, he's not a governor, but he's uh, one of the fellows who is not only not supporting Donald Trump, but he's saying that Trump actually wants the border crisis. Do you think this is what he wants, the issue, Donald Trump? This is what he's doing. Oh, I, I, think, I think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is, uh, is really appalling. But the, but the reality is that, that uh, we have a crisis at the border. The American people are suffering as a result of uh, what's happening at the border uh, and someone running for president ought to try and get the, uh, you know, the problem solved as opposed to saying, hey, save that problem. Don't solve it. Uh, let me take credit for solving it later. No, Mitt, he doesn't want you to air quote solve it because everything that you guys touch turns to it. Mm-hmm. And by it, I don't mean it, but I can't say the thing that I mean because I might get in trouble. <laughs> I think we know what you mean. He doesn't want you touching it because you, the Mitt Romneys of the world, have been at this since 1986. In 1986, we legalized 2 million illegal immigrants for border security. And that has been 38 years now, and it's the same type of people who have been promising to solve this problem, and they just keep making it worse. The only guy who did anything on the border was Donald Trump when he was president, or tried to do anything of substance on the border, which is why in 2017, there were 10 times fewer people illegally crossing the border than there were last year under Joe Biden. Trump doesn't want you out of it because he wants it as an election issue. He wants you out of it because he knows you will screw it up like you people screw up everything that you get your your grubby little paws into. Well, isn't that interesting that now they're turning the talking points on this? Um, they keep saying that they believe that they're going to have a deal on immigration within the next 24 to 48 hours. I think it really depends on how hard Chuck Schumer presses the issue, this deal that a lot of them have not even read. But Chuck Schumer, of course, wants it to happen because there's still all of that money in there going to Ukraine. By the way, 2.8 million migrants uh, encounters at the border just last year, 2.7 the year before. And did you hear this? This uh, coming from a sanctuary city, which, by the way, there's an old clip floating around of Joe Biden saying he didn't want sanctuary cities. Well, there's an old clip that surfaced now of Obama talking about how you got to secure the border mm -hmm. in 2005, I think it was. I mean, then there's that clip of Biden talking about how you got to secure the border and keep illegal immigrants out from whatever that was, 2007 or 2000. These people all said the thing before the base got pushed so radically left that they have to be beholden to these maniacs because it's not controversial to say we need to know who's coming in and out of the country and keep criminals 
out of the country. That's well, not controversial, Casey. Not controversial. Well, there's this councilman. He's from Naperville, which is outside of Chicago. I believe Naperville's the second largest city in Illinois. Yeah. Not the second, it's the third. Uh, but here he is talking about how he wants residents to host illegals in their homes. You know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, mm-hmm. you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. And uh, so that, that would be my new business. I'm, I'd be looking for you know, support from, from the dais. Any questions, discussion, happy to have that. Uh, I'd love to know if anybody said, sure, Chuck, sounds like a great idea. Second. I'm just curious. It's almost like, you know, when you have an HOA in a neighborhood and some people pay and some people don't. And so they send out the email that Rob Kendall still owes $300 for his HOA fees. It's like they're shaming you into paying for it. It's the same situation. Hey, you wanted us to be a sanctuary city. Are you going to put your name on the list and house these migrants? Of course, Naperville is a well healthy suburb. It's very liberal. Biden won there by 20% in 2020, but a sign-up sheet? It's like, what, bringing cupcakes to field day at school? Yes, it is the community uh, potluck challenge of who's bringing what, except instead of a casserole, it's uh, illegal immigrants who could be uh, dangerous drug dealers and or terrorists. Yes, Casey. Okay, so we heard from Mitt Romney earlier saying that Trump wants the border crisis. Well, here is Donald Trump in his own words saying what he would like to do to block the flow of fentanyl in the country. On day one, I will terminate every single open border policy that crooked Joe Biden and his administration (laughs) have put onto our country, so sad. To stop the deadly drugs that are poisoning our people, I will deploy U.S. Navy to impose a full fentanyl blockade on the waters and the region where they're coming in through certain channels. They're coming over land. They're coming any way they want to come. 12 times more than came in four years ago. 12 times more. Drugs are pouring in. And by the way, you have a two very bad distinctions. You're the highest energy mm-hmm. per capita. You're the highest by far energy anywhere in the country, number one. And also, you're the worst in terms of drugs pouring in. You have more drugs in New Hampshire per capita. Yeah than any other state by far. So there's a new Where poll. Where is your governor? There is a new poll that came out that said uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is the top pick as Trump's vice president oh, with no. Tim Scott coming in second. Oh, and as no. you mentioned, Tucker Carlson and also Ben Carson tied for third. But there's a new name Uh-oh. that I have seen swirling and he has added his name to the joint statement by all the Republican governors supporting what's going on down in Texas the Texas National Guard. Can you guess what name that is? Well, you said his, mm-hmm. so that would be a man. Yep. I assume you're sorry for going with pronouns, and it would be a, a governor. Nope, it's not a governor. Oh, it's, I thought you said it added the list his name to the list of governors. So this candidate added his name to the 25 governors list. 
English, yeah. Casey. That doesn't make any sense. That he's it's RFKJ is the next name that is being thrown around as a vice president. Oh, that would be a, that would be a disaster, Trump. and Trump would never be that stupid. And even Trump would not be that. Would not no. That would be a just total disaster if he picked. It would be a shocker for sure. And yeah, you know and Donald it, Trump it, likes to shock people. It, it, yeah, but you would also see his base leave him in yeah. mass if he picked that guy because Kennedy is a super liberal on most stuff. It is 17 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Alice gambling in Havana I took a little risk Oh, the state government is a total mess, and nobody inside it wants to do anything about it. So let's look for some outsiders. How about that? 93 WIPC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Leave it up to the broadcasters to bring awareness to some of the issues within our state, well, huh? Well, isn't it interesting, Casey, because over the past month, we have talked about just colossal disasters brought on by the state government who with just no regard for the truth whatsoever, look at the taxpayers of the state and, you know, state that works, next level, mm-hmm. level up, whatever mm-hmm. the lie of the week is. And, you know, we t- obviously this leap thing is a total disaster. The United Economic Development Commission is a complete uh, mess. We had Amy Roach on uh, earlier today with this horrific thing they're doing to these poor students who have uh, children who have special needs, taking trying to take away the money that goes to the parents who care for them. And yet inside state government and, and really amongst these people that are running for governor on the Republican side. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, they, they had that forum in Carmel last night and it was about as entertaining as as a snail's race around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But one guy who does care. Oh, that's our good buddy, Donald Rainwater. He was the 2020 Libertarian nominee for governor. Rainwater, don't you look around what's going on in the state and you just get mad? Yes, sir, and that's why I'm running for governor again in 2024, because you can't open up uh, the, t- the, the TV news or your Internet browser without seeing uh, definitive evidence that our state government is prioritizing corporations over individuals. Yeah, you're, and, you're, you're, you're right. You, know, you were talking to this lady earlier about the Medicaid funding and, you know, if you if you look at that, they say, oh, we found a one billion dollar shortfall in Medicaid funding. And if you look, it's recently been reported that the General Assembly allocated one billion dollars to fund the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, <laughs> which their new slogan <laughs> is for the bold, <laughs> not for the individual citizen, just for the bold. And so, you know. To me, $1 billion missing over here, $1 billion allocated over there, a simple solution would be tell the Indiana Economic Development Corporation to give the $1 billion back so that the people who need the money to be able to take care of their children and the government of the state of Indiana has made that promise to them 
can keep that promise. Yeah, that's a great point, Rainwater, because we had Caitlin Lang on from State Affairs. I go, was that last week we had her mm-hmm. on? And she basically pointed out, hey, there's all these times, as much as 56% of the time, it sounds like, that the these deals that the governor touts, the co- companies don't meet the targets of the deals, and you can't get any information. And it has never made any sense to me, Rainwater, why Eli Lilly, one of the largest, most powerful corporations in the entire world, would need the state of Indiana and poor middle-class people's tax money to put together a real estate deal. Oh, you're right. But let's talk about the new one that just got, they, they, they were just bragging about this this week. Let's talk about the metadata center mm-hmm. that's going in down in southern Indiana. Jefferson. Did you know that the state of Indiana, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, has granted them a 35-year data center sales tax exemption. What does that mean? So that all, that means that all of the equipment that here, I'll read that. Let me let me read this to you. Mm-hmm. By the way, Rainwater, real quick, I want to introduce you. Donald Rainwater is our guest, and we, 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 him, me, Casey, we're just having a good old time talking about how the state of Indiana is screwing everyone. Go ahead, Rainwater. The data center gross retail and use tax exemption provides a sales and use tax exemption on purchases of qualified data center equipment (laughs) and energy Mm -hmm. to operators for a qualified data center for a period not to exceed 25 years for investments less than $750 million. Now, since Meta has committed... To eight hundred million, the state has uh, given them. Well, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, <laughs> a public and private partnership, not really a state agency, but it is uh, run by private corporate people and the governor. They're giving them thirty-five years, and the governor said it could go up to. 50 years if they continue to meet targets. So if they don't meet targets, they still get the initial 20 or 35 so years. So if they, if they don't the meet problem. the target, they're just going to extend the deadline. Sales tax on their electric bill. <laughs> Citizens in the state of Indiana do, but Meta Corporation won't have to for 35 years. Now, we don't have the money to fund the Medicaid promise that was made to Hoosier families who have to choose between a a parent working or taking care of their child, but we can give Facebook a 35-year tax exemption on sales tax for purchases of equipment and a 35-year tax exemption on their electric bill. Hoosiers can't get their property taxes to stay static for two years, but Medic can get a 35-year promise on on no tax on their electric bill. No wonder Hoosiers are feeling the pain of state government continuing to tax them so they can give sweetheart deals to out-of-state corporations. Uh, Donald Rainwater, our guest, 2020 Libertarian nominee for governor. Casey, go ahead. Well, you know, he was making the point with the EIDC is that if Meta doesn't meet the $800 million mark that Governor Holcomb says is very exciting news for Indiana within 35 years, they're going to extend that deadline and give them 15 <laughs> more years to try to get it done. But I've been told that this venture will create 100 jobs for Hoosiers. <laughs> 
Well, okay. So, so let me ask you, because this is something that, you know, it, it, to me, it's the red herring. And, and what we always hear is, oh, this is going to create all this investment, which all that is, is that means they're going to spend money with Indiana corporations or corporations that operate in Indiana to build their data center. So other corporations are going to get paid, and they're going to create supposedly 100 new jobs. Now, the governor just got done bragging about our our historically low unemployment rate. He also continues to say we have 100,000 unfilled, high-paying jobs in Indiana. So my question is, who benefits from this $800 million of investment from Meta? And Don, 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 this is... I want people to think, do I benefit? How does this help me? Do I get a better job? Am I going to get a tax, any tax relief because of this investment? No. You actually have to have more taxes taken out of your paycheck, and you have to pay higher property taxes in order to offset the sweetheart deal they just gave Meta. Yeah, Don, and that's a great point, and it's what Casey, and we'll get out of here with this. It's what we talk about all the time. This is These are outside companies, either people from out of the state and the workers coming in are from out of the state, or in many cases now with Holcomb because he's so in love with the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum, other countries right. bringing workers yep. in, and it is changing the landscape of the state of Indiana and the dynamics of the state of Indiana, and it is not working out well. Hey, Rainwater, you're That's fabulous. What's your citizen's expense? Yeah, where can people learn more about you, Rainwater? Rainwaterforindiana.com. If you just heard this segment, you're not voting for that guy. Well, <laughs> I don't know how to help you. Donald Rainwater, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. And it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We've been talking about uh, what's going on in Texas and the southern border. Of course, that is the biggest story in the country right now. The Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, he posted on X that he stands shoulder to shoulder with Abbott, the governor of Texas. And he added that uh, they stand ready to bring any legal means necessary to defend Texas. And we're going to go through a couple more phone calls that we uh, didn't get a chance to get to earlier. And this person is calling, and he's got a comment about the National Guard in Texas. Uh, I don't know all the circumstances that he can do this, but like as of right now, the Texas National Guard, they take their orders from Governor Abbott. But there are some circumstances, I don't know all of them, uh, where the president can federalize the National Guard. And if... if Biden somehow is able to do that with the Texas National Guard, then they would only take their orders from biden because he's unfortunately the commander-in-chief um then they wouldn't take orders from abbott anymore so i i believe that's what the democrats are meaning when they say seize the national guard they want biden to federalize the national guard in texas 
Yeah, that's exactly what they mean. A lot of them have been saying that Joe Biden should respond to Abbott by federalizing the Texas National Guard. Of course, Abbott released a letter saying that the invasion, is uh, the the migration crisis constitutes an invasion and that Texas has a constitutional authority to defend and protect itself, which is, as Greg Abbott said, the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The letter also claimed that Biden had violated his oath by instructing his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. And everybody knows, Casey, there's a huge problem. Everybody knows Mm -hmm. that the border is totally out of control. Everybody knows there are millions upon millions of illegal immigrants entering the country every single year. And the Biden administration not only is not doing anything to stop it, they are fighting people who are trying to do something to stop it. Yep. Okay, yesterday morning we were talking about uh, the cost of rent. Yeah. And you went down memory lane and yeah. revealed how cheap you paid at one point in your life. Yeah, a woman and a dog did me in, Casey. That's mm-hmm. the way it always is, isn't it? <laughs> I was living the good life I think and there's a, a woman and a dog did me in. There's a country song about that somewhere. And uh, I was thinking um, when I was young, this is in South Bend, when I first moved to South Bend, we had a, a one-bedroom, one-bath apartment, and I believe we paid... 450 yeah for it uh but uh, here's a phone call about rent and memory lane your conversation on apartments brought back some old memories as newlyweds my wife and i rented a one bedroom furnished all utilities paid other than phone apartment in one of the nicer the older neighborhoods in Terre Haute for $75 a month. <laughs> well, you win. You win. I don't know, Casey, and I can say this because I lived in Terre Haute and my parents are from Terre Haute. My mm-hmm. grandparents are from Terre Haute. 75 he might have been getting taken to the cleaners there having to pay 75 so? well look i don't know if they were paying you 75 dollars if you'd want to live <laughs> over there in Terre Haute. um but uh yeah yeah it's uh I would um, $75 is a long way from the rent prices that I was looking at last night yeah. for uh, my daughter who's <laughs> she's so good she has an Excel spreadsheet too and and I was finally asking her to start prioritizing her needs like do you want a washer and dryer in unit do you need a garage what about a patio all of these things that you have to consider when it's your first time out all right we shared a story yesterday about the guy on the airplane who was farting and <laughs> It was a big stink. Yeah. They actually turned there. Yeah, they turned the plane around and kicked him off of the flight mm-hmm. because of it. And here's a story about a, another rude farter. Boy, I hate to bring it up, but yesterday the segment on the uh, rude person that was on the plane with flagellants problems. <laughs> As a person that's been in the water sewer business over 40 years, I've got to let you in on something you may or may not know about, and it's really disgusting. I ran into a scientist friend several years ago, and he told me that any time you smelled the aroma from doing a sewer, that because of the particles, molecules, whatever, consider yourself tasting it as well. <laughs> oh, gross. I'll give you a second to uh, throw up, and then <laughs> I tell you that, uh, yes, I do wear a mask now. 
how disgusting and how rude. Sorry about that. Sorry about the information. <laughs> you know, this guy makes a good point, though. Uh, we always say, God bless our, you know, police and first responders. Mm-hmm. And yes, we t- totally should. However, mm-hmm. God bless the people who clean the sewers oh. and the porta potties. Uh-huh. And the, I mean, we should not. Your septic guy. I mean, if we're going to start throwing out uh, presidential medals of freedom, <laughs> probably ought to put those people right up near the top oh, of the no. list. It is a stinky, dirty job, and thankfully somebody does it, yeah. right? Okay, coming up next, we're going to hear from Susan Beckwith, and your hair looks lovely today. Thank you. But how often are you getting it cut? Has that changed due to the economy? And what happens when you want to fire the person? who cuts your hair. Mind your manners. Coming up next. It's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Susan, looks like I'm losing, I'm losing my mind. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and as we do every Friday, we send you fabulous people out in listener land into the weekend with the ability to be better members of society. Well, we try anyway, right? Well, yeah, some of you are just unhelpable at this point. I mean, we'll give them the information, but honestly, it goes back on you on whether you're going to do this or not. The segment is Mind Your Manners, and for this, we have our very own former Miss Indiana, Susan Beckwith, who joins us now on the WIBC. IBC hotline. All right, Casey, this is going to be one I think is going to be near and dear to your heart. It's hair mm-hmm. etiquette okay. on the Mind Your Manners segment. Susan joins us now. Uh, Susan, you have fabulous hair. Casey has fabulous hair. I had no hair, and then We Grow Hair Indy fixed that, so I'm, <laughs> we can all participate today. You have fabulous hair now, too. Yes, we even worked in an opportunity to promo them, so that's awesome. <laughs> okay, you so, know, so let's let's start with this. This is the question I ask all the time to people. Are you supposed to tip your barber, your salon-ist, style-ist, whatever-ist it might be? Are you supposed to throw a few coins in the fountain after the event? Yes, you are. 20% is standard mm. and 10% is better than nothing. And I was reviewing this with a family member yesterday and they were like, that's just so high. And I was like, I, I know. So it may be something where you need to really select your stylist with that information, even in mind. And this is going to blow your mind. I feel like Rob is going to <laughs> blow a gasket, but uh, at the holidays, it's actually also kosher to double that. What? <laughs> Forty percent. Yeah. Is it so, why? Because you're getting a better hairstyle during the holiday, or because why? Why? Why double it? 
I think it's just a way to acknowledge this the holiday season, that you really appreciate them. If you don't double, another good rule of thumb is to at least increase your whatever you were going to do by 10%. Uh, I'm going to try that next year with Dion here at our building because you know what we got for the holidays this year, Susan? <laughs> Hope you have a safe Christmas, and that's about it. So I'm going to try this. I'm going to say Susan said that you're supposed to double our... Well, I guess doubling zero is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, and uh, Susan, you'll love this. I have actually, because haircuts have gotten so expensive, and now that I have hair, I have started doubling the time in between my haircuts because I'm fighting the Biden inflation. Mm-hmm. It's so true, and I think a lot of people are having to try to figure out. In fact, I met with a friend last night, and I said, oh, your hair is so beautiful, it's getting so long. And that was exactly her answer, was it's cheaper this way. Yep. So you're not the only one. Hey, Susan, guess what? I'm not as blonde as I normally am or would like to be. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so what, uh, okay, so tip, uh, you have this insane theory of tip 40% during the holidays, 20% otherwise, which is, I guess, fine. What, uh, what other nonsensical bad advice do you have for our wallet, Susan, <laughs> on hair etiquette? Well, what, do you ha- what happens? Is it rude to contact your stylist back if you are unhappy with your hair? Mm. So I'd love to answer that. It is not rude, but you do have a window of time in which you oh. can do it. Okay. I- ideally, if you're not happy, you should say something while you're there. But if you think, okay, well, maybe I can go home and style it myself and I'll like it better, there's a window of time in which you technically can contact them back and let them know that you're unhappy. And that window is 24 to 48 hours. Oh, okay. Have you ever done that before, Casey, where you uh, got home and said, I don't like this? I've gotten home and said, I don't like this, but I've never contacted them back. Because my wife has done that before. And I just looked at her and said, why'd you leave then? Oh, look at you. I always go with, well, they're a beautician, not a magician, and this is what they're working with. <laughs> okay, so, so sweet. Susan, can you walk us through like a phone call etiquette when you call someone and say, hey, this sucks? Well, obviously, you want to be kind, but you want to be honest, and you want to be specific and, and detail what it is that you're unhappy with, and so that hopefully they can, you know, get you in to, to rectify the situation. If it's so terrible that they don't, you know, um, they don't think that they can fix it, or that you don't want them to fix it, what they should actually do is extend a refund or a gift card to the salon, and, you know, perhaps you could see someone else. Yeah, see, men don't really have this problem, although your husband probably does, because he spends, I bet, 93 minutes every day on his hair. But people like me who actually just whatever, however it looks when it gets out of the shower, that's what we go with. We don't have this problem, Susan. You know, he doesn't spend a long time on his hair, but we've been having a debate on the beard. I like it. What do you guys think? So Mike is growing a beard, Casey, and... Uh, I don't think I've seen it. Every time I see him at church, I call him Beardy now. <laughs> and I just, I don't I don't know. I've never seen Micah as a beard guy. Um, and you know how I am about change, Susan. I'm very horrible about dealing with things that aren't as they've always been. I wish he would get rid of it, but you know me, I'm a liberty-minded person, so if Micah wants to ruin his appearance with the beard, I can't stop him. Well, Susan, I think that you're the one who has to kiss his cheek, so really, it's your opinion that matters the most. This is true. 
true, and and I agree. I think he'll probably keep it until we are we get, we're planning on going snow skiing. So I think he'll keep it through that, and then when once we get done, he'll shave it off. Now, Susan, I want to get back to the hair stylist, and if you're unhappy, is that only in regards to a cut, or does that count for color? Because you can spend two, three hours getting your hair colored, and then what? Go home and say, oh, I don't like this. I want them to change it. Or is, I mean, are there stipulations on this? My personal opinion is if you're really unhappy, you know, give them an opportunity to see if there is something that can be done. And it might, it may not be able to be rectified or changed, but I know with my hairstylist, sometimes even putting on a different glaze Mm -hmm. can change the whole appearance. So there may be something that she can do. So rather than being so unhappy that you potentially are going to change stylist, then that would be the the course of action I'd instruct you to take. Okay. Actually, that bleeds right into Mm -hmm. uh, why this segment was even uh, a thought today was a listener, which I love hearing from, wrote into my website and said, I have a dilemma. I've been to the same stylist for many, many years, but I've been unhappy and I really want to make a change. How do I go about that? Okay, can I can I guess real quick? Because obviously, if this were a marriage, you would say the Bible tells you to work it out. But I'm guessing with the stylist, Susan, the Bible's maybe silent on how to deal with the stylist. <laughs> well, you still want to do it with kindness, and it kind of depends on the relationship. Like if it's somebody you've been going to newly, then I don't necessarily feel like maybe reaching out and letting them know that you're moving on is necessary. But if you've been to them for many years and then just to totally disappear. But if you're not a confrontational person, you can always send them a really beautiful card to thank them and say, you know, but I am going to be moving on and looking for a different stylist. I would never do that. I would just disappear. They would, <laughs> I, 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 I guess you'd have to be like a really regular customer to the same person repeatedly on a schedule for them to notice that you're not returning. I think in this circumstance, because they had a really long-standing relationship, and I think that's why she was nervous on like how do how do I handle this situation. So, I would just thank her for all the great years, but say you know what, my hair needs have changed, and I'm <laughs> going to be you know seeking someone else out. Um, but if that, that is super uncomfortable to do in person. A beautiful card could be a really non-confrontational way to do it. Dear baby. Population Dumpsville, welcome. It's you. <laughs> something like that. I think Homer Simpson said something like that one time. Hey, Susan, tell us about your very fabulous web page as well as your web uh, Facebook page, Bell of the Midwest. Yeah, so it's a great place, just like that listener, to send questions in. I so uh, enjoy hearing from you. If you are looking for um regular content my facebook page is a great place every week we are putting out monday manners as well as blog posts regarding things um with social etiquette Woo! i think i need some more coffee today um, that is the last thing you need ever is more coffee susan <laughs> hearing from you if you don't follow me um on facebook i'd love for you to do that bell of the midwest b-e-l-l-e of the midwest find her on facebook as well as the website as well bell the midwest.com susan beck with you're the best thank you have a great weekend yeah you too and that's going to do it for us today thank you rob thank you kevin and thank you for listening today and all week long we do appreciate that tony katz is up next this has been kendall and casey on 93 wibc